Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by MerchMonster.ie. On MerchMonster.ie, you can buy personalized hoodies, t-shirts, polo shirts, personalized snood face coverings, and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personalizer over on their website. Go over there and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, team and work polo shirts, and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's MerchMonster.ie. Now let's get back to this week's show. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. I'm joined once again by Tumi Vera's Enda Tracy and Curtis Arsley's Sean Smith as we look ahead to Tipperary versus Waterford in the All-Ireland quarterfinal. In what has been a torrid couple of weeks for Tipperary GA, we've been knocked out of everything as the Stina Hurlers and the Camogies are the only teams left standing with the ladies footballers now in a relegation battle. Enda Tracy... Um, We'll start with the seniors. Uh, horrible Munster final. We weren't on last week. We were all on holidays. Um, we probably didn't want to talk about it. It was a, a horrid second half, but stick with the positive. It was a brilliant first half. Well, yeah, Jesus, that first half, we were putting messaging into the group at halftime and none of us could believe how well they hurled and how, how much dominance they were putting over Limerick. Absolutely class stuff. Everybody was playing 100%. Every breaking ball has been won. Just everything went for us in the first half. And I just felt even at that, with 10 points, 
at lead, we, I just said to the lad next to me, I was like, we need the first few points now in the second half here, just to be, just to take away any sort of hope they have, but fucking hell, I mean, that, that third quarter, we got absolutely annihilated, like, it's just a, a fucking tidal wave of Limerick, could not stop them, and the legs were gone, put so much into the first half, like when, when Dan McCormick is going off after 45, 50 minutes, not being able to run off the pitch, you know, the fucking, the, the, the effort was through the roof. And the heat on the day was absolutely ridiculous. That's uh, like walking from the, from, from the car to the stadium, I must have sweat, sweat on a, a, a metric tonne of, of sweat on the way. Yeah. And I was just wondering, how are lads meant to hurling this for 70 minutes? Unbelievable heat. But uh, it just seems like the game plan was spot on. It was just, I think the legs got us in the end because we put so much effort into the first half. And Limerick, when they got their tails up, in fairness to them, they absolutely destroyed us in the second half. Yeah, Sean, that's, that first half, as Indy said, we, we, were, we were all over them. Was it a case that Limerick were, were maybe taken aback by, by how, how we went at it? Um, or were we just, by far, the better team in that first 35 minutes? Um, I think kind of Limerick kind of didn't know what to do. Like our game plan first half was kind of fine, man. It won a lot of breaking ball as well, like kind of the 50 balls that led to the goals, like as well. So it kind of stunned Limerick with the goals then as well. And I think our plan in the first half was exceptional. I don't think it was a case of Limerick being poor. It's just we went out and went drove at it as much as we could and sure. So they didn't have time. They were kind of like, like ourselves standing understanding, like trying to get a shade. We were stunned. I'm like, how are the lads going to stay going to this? We could barely stay going sitting there watching, let alone playing in the hurt. So yeah, in the, I suppose look, the conditions were the same for both teams. Um, so I suppose you can't really use that as a as an excuse. But uh, by half time, Limerick had two substitutions made: one one through uh, Graham Mulcahy not playing well, and the other because Rich English got injured. And look, uh, I know Richie English a long time, and and he's a fine hurler. But for me. Richie going off was a blessing in disguise for Limerick because he was all over the place. And when Morrissey came on, he steadied the ship. Yeah, definitely. And sure, we had nine more on for the preview, and he he was certain that Dan Morrissey would slip into fullback. Um, he's just a he's just an athlete, isn't he? And he's he's very strong in the air. And in fairness, thing Callanan didn't get much much change. I know for the second half, like there was two lads on Callanan for every ball and. When it's going against you, when the ball was going in, it was just rebounding off a of Limerick wall. It just wasn't sticking inside. Um, nearly was a blessing, to be fair. And even Aaron Glenn, when he came in, like he played some serious stuff. So their subs worked really well early in the second half. Um, if we just had to nick a couple of points, some sort of a few points there when they were just getting their head of steam up, maybe you could have staved them off. But they're our champion team, like when they put us to the sword like yeah um Gillan Sean he like he, he obviously had the bit between his teeth because he was dropped coming into the game whatever the reasons for that were and he played he played fierce well but our own forwards I mean we were all over them in the first half but we were probably still over reliant on Jason Ford to get the scores um Bubbles had a couple of uncharacteristic wides and whatnot should should we have been further ahead at halftime 
Yeah, kind of some beside me kind of goes, Jay's we could be 16 up here. And I just kind of going, ah, Jay's go away. Like, you know, like, we take our 10, but like, kind of looking back now, there were some ways they're kind of unmarked, kind of sloppy, kind of, you know. You know kind of, when you go that far ahead, you kind of seem like, oh, I take a chance, it goes wide, it goes wide. No, but other teams kind of would punish you. And like, oh, Kenny would have, went in half the time as far ahead as possibly would have, like. And like, even a half time, we're saying if we get seven, eight, nine points, we'll probably win the game, but sure. We could, we just couldn't even break Limerick when Limerick got the run as even a substitute winning a free score and a free small thing like that. We couldn't even get them our way at all. And the right was on the wall, to be honest. Once Limerick got a couple of points in area in the first half, second you, half. you often hear the cliche game of two halves, but like it was literally like the team switched yeah. jerseys at half time. Yeah. Unbelievable. It was the strangest game I was ever at. Yeah, you, you, and you mentioned the third quarter, and we got blown away in that third quarter. It was what? Two five or something to a pint, or maybe even a little bit more. But um, I suppose in the first half we certainly had a game plan, and I think it was it was pointed out like Michael Breen. I suppose if you were to look at the game he played in the first half, he very rarely touched the ball. There was one one point there where Nicky Quay took a short book out and he went to Hannon, and Hannon turned to his his left looking for Kyle Hayes, and as Breen was coming towards him, he just did a three sixty and went back to Kyle Hayes to cut off that. That was obviously a plan from from Tip was to keep Kyle Hayes out of the game, and Cannon had to go had to had to himself do a, a three sixty and, and go back down the other side of the field. But in the second half, Hayes thundered into the game, and it was like as though Breen wasn't able to stay with him. And should we have seen that earlier? Breen obviously did a I thought he did a brilliant job, but his his legs were gone. And should we have seen that earlier from the sideline and and changed? Oh, yeah, like, I mean, that's the one frustration you'd have that the changes weren't made a lot earlier. Um, well, had we two points scored in the second half up to the 60th minute or something, like, the, the changes weren't made until the 50th, 55th minute. Lads were on their feet. Adam Flynn, Dan McCormick in particular, like, they put in a ridiculous bit in seven, seven miles in the first half. They were all over the place. They were very, very good in fairness. But, um, yeah, it was hilarious, the Kyle Hayes and Mikey Breen thing. In the first half, they were right in front of us. And that one single puck out came down the wing. So Mikey Breen was just there. He might as well have been just, he was a wing. It was like the, the match against Kilkenny in, in 20, was it 2012? Lara was following around Tommy Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> it was Mikey Breen following around Kyle Hayes for the day. Um, but another side for him coming into the game, the second half was because Limerick were starting to dominate in the half back line. They were winning a lot more possession. They were finding their men. In the first half, it wasn't happening. They were first all the breaks. Getting onto all position, stopping Limerick getting into the game. But like once Limerick got that momentum, Kyle Hayes was bombing up and down the field, <laughs> regular. Um, Jesus, he's so metal, lads. That goal was unbelievable. In fairness, I couldn't. I wasn't even as mad as I usually would be. I was just like, Jesus Christ, that's some fucking goal. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it was credit where it's due. It was it was a fantastic goal, Sean. But I mean, he picked the ball up inside his own his own seventy. He I suppose he, he breezed past Brendan Brendan Maher, um, yeah. like like he wasn't there, and then it was it was wide open from what from our sixty five to the goal, and that would have been what Kyle Barrett's side as as a cornerback or Brendan had come from the centre, but should should somebody have come and met him? Um, yeah, for sure. I, cause I was sitting that kind of side of the to the main side, kind of in front, of him, and then he he bounced the ball once off the ground. You do it once, you get away with. He bounced the ball twice off the ground. And we were kind of like, there's no one near him. He was the free reign. He's just, 
like it's kind of stage there where the same just take him out, but we no one even close to take him out. Couldn't even do a clinical foul like a black hair. Like, there's no we no one hauled the whole thing open up for him. And exceptional goal, but like when you kind of look back going, if it happened on the like, how the hell did he get through that? Like the whole line, like was it in 90 yards he went, was it? Yeah, yeah. Def- defensive shape was completely gone for a lot of that third quarter. Like the, yeah. the tip lads were just stunned with what was happening and just Limerick like punished them severely. Um, Brendan, you know, he's around a long time and I don't like being critical of him. He's been fantastic, but like he, he was a bit eager there coming out to meet him. He should have just backed off him and let Dan try and take the first tackle and maybe come in and help him out. But, um, it was probably, it was probably the run that done Dan in, I'd say, because yeah. like Dan stayed with him, but not close enough to him. I mean, he was probably within a Hurley's length of him the whole way in along, but just couldn't actually make up the ground. I mean, yeah. and look, there's not many that are going to make up the ground when Kyle Kyle Hayes isn't that much open space in front of him. But it was probably the the run that put took Dan out, and it was time to to pull him off after at that stage. Yeah, yeah, geez, he was he was shattered, absolutely shattered. It's very rare you see him coming off that early in the game, and he's. Yeah. Not able to wag. Like, I, I, I was just looking at them playing in that heat. I was like, Jesus, that's how you do it. And it's funny, actually, I met David Reedy there last weekend. And I was like, Jesus, there was some heat on the day. I was, and I was like, I was just, I, I was looking at the lads. I was like, how are you going to play 70 minutes, lads? <laughs> and he was a sub, like, he was absolutely wrecked after the warm up. Yeah. So uh, it's unbelievable what they're, what they're able to do. In fairness, these days are fit men. But Limerick, Limerick had a bit more in reserve. I think they didn't put as much into the first half. And once they got their tails up, that's it as well. Confidence is a big thing. You get a lot of energy from confidence and the adrenaline's up and you're, and you're hurling well. When it's going the opposite direction, there's only one way it goes. Yeah, and I suppose, look, we had, we had that run on them in the first half and we probably should have made it count, as we, as we said earlier, a little bit more. But we seem to struggle with 10-point leads against Limerick. Um, it, it seems to happen more often against them than... than and other teams, I, I remember 96, uh, you were only young lads, and that, that was fairly Liam, one of Liam Cahill's first games um, for Tip. Uh, they, they came back, and Frankie Carroll got an equaliser after being 10 points down to, to draw amongst the final. We were 10 points up in them in 92 in a league final, and Ray Sampson uh, uh, from knock on there, Doc on, on, on Premier View would, would know him quite well. He, he owned a pub in knock on, but he, he got the hurl for Gary Splane. He got an, uh, the winner for them. And then you go back to, oh, I don't know, 81 or 82, and, and the Carrolls were hurling, Limerick Carrolls were hurling for tip at the time. And we were 10 points ahead of them in, in a Munster final, and they, and they came back in battles as well. So I don't know what it is about Limerick and, and 10 point leads, but I'd rather be nine points ahead or 11 points ahead than 10 <laughs> points ahead of them anyway. Um, so look, that's probably enough about that. Um, looking ahead, we were we were bet bet and bet well in the second half on today, and 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 now we've drawn Waterford, who was struggled, beaten by by a, what we were saying was an average Clare team, um, struggled over Leash in the and and then had Galway in in their first qualifier game. Where did where did they stand? They've obviously improved over over the three games, but but where where it really are at Waterford? Do you think? It's really hard to know. But I, I watched most of the Leash match, and there were sixes and sevens. Uh, Leash were cutting through them fairly easily, fairly regular, and it's coming down the last ten minutes. And I think Leash were a couple of points up after scoring a goal, and Waterford looked really nervous. No, they dug it out. They got a goal there. Patrick Hearn, I think, scored a goal. Um, before the last or before it went into injury time, 
pulled them out of that, pulled them out, of, pulled it out of that for him. But um, you know, like they were they're blown away by by Claire in the first round of Munster. Like they didn't put up any sort of a challenge. Claire were on top of them for the whole match. And then you're looking at that leash performance, very, very, very dodgy. If you get a bit to leash, like you would never hear the end of it down in Salt Tape and anything lads. Um but we're looking at that Galway team after the performance they put in against Dublin, score one fourteen against Dublin. And barred a few late goals there, they weren't up to much in the forward division. So it's it's really hard to know. Like they'll they'll have taken a lot of confidence from it because they dominated Galway for 55, 60 minutes of that match, like and they were down a man as well for most of the second half. But they're, they're, they're not as good as they're being made out, I think, in the in the media. Like that we've seen what Galway are like now. They're not a patch on the team that's been competing very well for the last 10 years. Kind of in a similar situation to us, where a lot of their older players were coming towards the end. And we've seen Joe Joe Canning retire during the week. He was completely anonymous as well in the match, bare the last few minutes. Um, look, they've a great running game. They're fit lads. They're 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 sticking to their game plan, and when it when it works for them, it's it's very very effective. But they were trying to do the same thing against Clare, and Clare snuffed it out, and just blitzed them in the middle third. Uh, didn't allow them to get the head of steam up to give off the hand pass or to get up get them running through the middle. So look, we're more than capable of beating this Waterford team. There's been. There's been better war for teams down the years and we've beaten them so um it depends on what we bring to the table after the break, I suppose. Yeah. Um Sean, did, would you consider that that's what's happened? We'll say the turnaround in Waterford is is kind of a testament to the management skills of Liam Cahill that he has he, I, I suppose do, does Cahill get the ball the most out of a, maybe an average bunch and are we probably seeing that maybe a little with, with the fact that none of the 20s and 21s are coming through onto our senior panel that, that Cahill is able to get the best out of the players he has at his disposal and, and that's what's happening with this Waterford team. Yeah, for sure. I think that as well. There's no kind of... Over the last number of years, they all hear about these niggly kind of goings on in Waterford. Players not liking each other and not liking the management. There's nothing at all since Cahill got in. So it's kind of... He's a tough character fair to me. He doesn't take any shit he dropped some enough their bollocks acting like so he has made a big difference down there like and he's given them the extra couple percentage that they need to kind of get through games like this and like last year kind of shocked everyone with, with their game style this year kind of teams might know a bit more but as then they said against Leash kind of did enough to get through and Harrington where rank Galway nowadays so like you know I kind of don't mind playing Waterford Saturday first spot and all that and saying finally to fair like I, I take that start here for Tommy yeah, their their game plan is certainly a running and, and a direct running game. Um, is is the, we saw in the last game of the league that we really struggled with with that kind of a game plan, <clears throat> and and we saw last week, especially against Galway, that that's where they went at it for for the fifty minutes that they were on top, fifty five minutes that they were on top. Will they be able to do that? Will Tip have something to counteract that? Do you think in the tomorrow or, or what way are we going to go at it? Probably play similar enough to how we played against Limerick. There's there's better they have Daisy Hutchinson inside in their own they drop the extra man back they're similar enough to Limerick where they're running off the shoulder and taking the hand pass and running at your defence. Um, I think we're capable of playing against that sort of team. I think we've seen that from the first half but it's just about I think it's about getting the personnel right this week. Um, 
whether you go for the same experience heads again, but you have to make the substitutions a lot earlier because it's it's probably going to be warm again. So, um, or you go for the younger lads again, maybe bring back bring in Niall O'Mara, uh, start Paddy Cadell, put Noel on the bench maybe. Um, I wouldn't say put Shamey on the bench now. I think he's too important there for the forward. Um, but it's, it depends on how you approach it. We're more we're more than capable. We have the game plan and we have the personnel to do it. It's just keeping that effort going for 60, 70 minutes. Um, because they're a savage fit, like they won't stop running the whole game. <laughs> Looking at Jamie Barron, like he's he's an absolute machine. Like he's he's never stops running and he sets the tone for them. They're they're all those type of hurlers, and obviously Beavens and and Cattle, that's what they're going for. Um, and it's interesting, it's well have the 10 or 11, I'd say lads that played in the forwards at some stage on the field and Conor Gleeson has gone now so you know defensively they're there to be taken Shane Bennett centre back I'm not convinced by um, if you if you can target him maybe you could get a, a good bit of joy so um, I think personnel is going to be the big thing and I, I know uh, usually Sheedy is um, loyal to the older lads but I, I'd, I, I'd maybe put Noel on the bench and start Paddy Cadell or, and Niall O'Mara you need that bit of youth, especially after the last game. You can't afford to start off slowly. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Shane Bennett there, uh, the much benign Shane Bennett. If you're a fantasy hurling fan, um, he 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 was a he was a backman. He is a backman that plays in the forwards and doesn't get your scores. Um, and I think a lot of us made a made that mistake when we picked him. But Bennett plays um, centre back for his club and. Um, he did. He did quite well at centre back last week. Now, Irla Daly is, is is a huge loss to them. I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know what kind of a, an injury he has that that he's gone. But I, I thought we'd see Austin Gleeson back there at centre back. But he seems to be doing kind of more forwards and, and coming out into the middle of the field. But Callum Lyons and Bennett, Sean, in that half back line, as Inda said, is that a half back line that's there to be attacked? Oh yeah, definitely. Like- if they're going to push forward, lines and men, there's no two doubt about that. Like, if we can hold our lines, then the problem is if your lad are meant to be supposedly marking, it's going forward the ball and you're standing like a spare fool. Like, they follow him back. Like, you know, going, she's going to have some kind of plan, like, by bringing and start picking these lads up and they start dropping, you know, just kind of block the run is the main thing there. And then we'll have an overlap on them, that's for sure. And like, our forwards that we saw last in the first half ping points over. When they get the ball in hand, like who get four the ball, his score nine times out of ten. There's no doubt about that. Like, yeah, it's the, the turnovers when they're running with the ball are going to be important. Like when Claire yeah. played them, when when the Waterford lads were running at them, they swarmed them and turned the ball over, and the quick ball inside done awful damage because there was so much space because the half forward line had a, or the half back line had evacuated up the field trying to attack. Mm. So we're going to need to be turning over a lot of ball when they're running at us, and if we get good ball inside them when there's men gone. We can do all for them because they're conceding massive scores all year. Like they're they're very vulnerable back there when when they lose position when they're attacking. Like. Yeah, so there was I, I think it was Waterford's second goal at their at, they showed it on the Sunday game or, or after the, the match and the um, the graphic they they paused the graphic as the ball was being hit in and Desi Hutchinson was the only player inside the, the 45 and that was where the ball was going and there was one other player and the guy that scored I think it was was it Jack Fagan's goal um, but he came from his own 65 and again he, he I suppose similar to well he didn't have the ball but I mean he got up there and, and took the pass off Desi Hutchinson but I'd be happy enough to see Watford play that at the weekend 
with Hutchinson as a, as a lone forward if we are get, going to have a Ronan or a Paddy as a spare man because I think there's probably not two better players in the country to play the role of the of the spare man and use the ball wisely. So I think, as you said, getting our matchups right and getting the right men free will be very important for us tomorrow. Yeah, I'd probably, um, I'd probably put Barrett on Hutchinson just to keep pace with him. Look, Paddy, Paddy in that role, he'll, he'll eat up ball if he's given the chance. All they're looking for is, him, is to stop Hutchinson getting primary possession. Like he's done very well a few times to get ball there was two men on him against Galway. And when they've lads running off the shoulder, then they can hurt you. So it's stopping them getting that primary possession first. I'd, I'd say Paddy, I'd say that'll be earmarked for Paddy, definitely. Um, I'd like to see Brendan go back out in the wing now and put Ronan Maher centre-back, um, to be honest with you. Because um, I don't think... I, I can't understand why they keep putting Brendan back centre-back. He's done all of his best hurling wing-back. Um, I think the central position is, is made for Ronan more so, even though... He was going well in the league wing-back. Um, we'll just have to wait and see if we're on in centre-back. Yeah, just on the centre-back thing, um, Sean, I thought it worked. We, we called it, I think, on the on the preview pod for the Limerick game that Dan and, and Brendan would do their, their varsity thing and have Dan coming back, probably picking up more or less playing centre-back and Brendan playing free. And I mean, for, for 35 or whatever it was, 38 minutes, it worked a dream. Um, so... Do we stick with that tomorrow? I think like it worked against them in the first half. I can't see why you won't do it again. But this kind of Waterford team different. It could be like Dan could be standing there and no one or Brendan could end up having no one to mark either. It depends on the way Waterford go with this. Like, but then Dan will stop this running game from Waterford. If Dan standing in front of their half back line or a half our half back line, say on centre back spot, he can break the ball up there and get the turnovers. Then they said they're what's key to I think knocking down this Waterford team. Yeah. Um, in the Jamie Barron you mentioned, I mean, he he's his first start was against Galway last weekend. I mean, he, they they look to be a different team with with Barron in it. Dan McCormack will probably have to play midfield and pick up Barron and stick him like glue. Yeah, you, the, the only reason Dan was really centre back against Limerick is because he was following Keane Lynch, like, mm. um, and he put in a serious shift in the first half. In fairness, Lynch wasn't in the game at all. Um, and when he went off then then Keane Lynch really fucking came into his own like he dominated the, the game he really got Limerick going but uh, Barron's just a bundle of energy I, I don't think I've ever seen a fitter a fitter man on the field and his his, his step and his turn of pace and he's a great hurler as well um, I think geez, he's the best midfielder in Ireland at the minute for me um, and he's the heartbeat of what they do especially the way they hurl in that sector he's going to come up with a lot of ball and we need to be able to stifle that in a big way. Um, I'd have no problem with Dan following him. I think we need Dan in that area anyway. You can't afford to be putting him further back to field in this match, I think. Yeah. So just just on the team, the tip team, uh, Sean, do you expect to see changes tonight when when Liam names his 15 in the trace? He's already dropping his mate, Noel McGrath. Um, so what do you, what do you reckon? I suppose, look, I would consider Sheedy is a, is a very loyal guy. And yeah. those guys have never, rarely, rarely let him down. I, I think he, 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 he sticks with them. Do you think he, he twists and, and, and goes with, with, with some of the younger guys? I think he sticks with the same team. Um, kind of a case of 
just their loyalty in that, you know. And if there is one change in one, it'll be one change. Like that's what it'll be. We all said that about Sheedy. It's not whole of changes, but like more likely, if there is one change, it will be no one. But I think he sticks with the team again. To be honest, how could you stick with a team as that got so badly beaten the second after? He couldn't. Like. Yeah. Well, I suppose like you you mentioned Niall Amara. Niall Amara is not a, not a, one of the young guys. I mean, he's around for 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 quite a while. And and I think if if Niall had been fit for this first game, he would have been playing as well. So I think Niall Amara coming in isn't that big of a, of of a stretch. Whether he st- starts, Kidd- I was surprised. I have to say, the last time when when Alan Flynn started ahead of uh, Cadell in the in the middle of the field, um, but Flynn was excellent for the time he was on the field until until he ran out of legs. So, I I would say you'll st- you'll see Flynn start start again. I I don't know. Is it in Sheedy to play Cadell and Flynn? I mean, that's two relatively new guys in what will be a very very uh, tough part of the field. Yeah, it's just what whether he gauges who will make a bigger contribution. In fairness, Cadell made a good contribution when he came on against Limerick. He dropped back into that pocket there at centre back, and he was he was so he's so composed on the ball. I just I'd love to have him starting. Um, I think he's a right good player. But Flynn, in fairness, he put in a savage shift in the first half. Um, it was was he American Willow Dunhu? He didn't give him a sniff of it. He was yeah. all over him. Geez, he was making some lung busting runs during the first half, lads, into the corner from midfield. He must have done it three or four times. Okay. Um, but look, he'll probably look. We know he's only going to make one or two changes, but um, you just can't start the same team. <laughs> yeah, well, look, like, I, mean, I don't see anything. We mightn't see Dan McCormick named in midfield because he seems to wear that number twelve or ten jersey, whatever it is. But I, I think the midfield will be Flynn and, and Dan McCormick. So. Is there going to be changes in the forwards? If Niall Amara is coming in, is he just a straight swap for? No. For the and yeah. you're, you're sticking with what, what bubbles at centre forward and 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 forward. Yeah, I, I I like the next candidate to come from that forward line is probably Shamey for what we've seen the last day. Jake Morris was pretty good. Jason was ridiculously good. Bubbles had a great first half, and um, when they just when they just couldn't win possession in the second half, Bubbles looks like. He's a passenger there when he can't get on the ball. Um, look, it's going to only be Noel that's going to get the finger there, I think. He wasn't terrible, no, but he just wasn't... He wasn't getting enough movement around the park and getting stuck in. And you just... You need that, especially against Waterford. Yeah. You, they've just so much energy. I think you need to start with a Niall O'Mara in the half-hour line. Yeah, and we'll obviously have Breen there again, I presume, and Jake Morris. And and Canlan, are they are they your six forwards then? Uh, the only change being being Noel. Yeah, I I'd switch out Noel for nine. Look, it's starting fifteen is grand, you know. Like we get we look forward to the team being named and talking about how they line up. But you need twenty lads now. You just you need every panel needs twenty lads contributing in the match. And you've likes of John and Noel McGrath coming in off the bench to be a savage boost in the middle of the second half, like to see them. Rolling on, and the game's broken up a bit. You can pick off three or four points there, and all like, and, you know, I think it'd be a useful weapon coming off the bench as well. Yeah. Sean, what would you think of that as a front eight? Yeah, I'd have no problem if there is one stop that being the stop there, then they said, you know, like that's kind of like giving shame and never go on here. Like, he does do the work right, he might see something like he did hound down lads the other day. Um, the rest of the fours then they said, got in the score sheet, had an exceptional first half, I know. 
we're kind of writing off second half a bit to be honest but like we're going what we see and it's hard to kind of drop them now on that on what we what they did last day same with Flynn in the middle of the field like like the obvious one is Cadell coming in but can they get rid of Flynn for Cadell like you know it is not really like Flynn does, deserves to go again I think for sure yeah hmm. um, scoring threat I suppose is the one place where I'd be worried for us in that we're over reliant on, on Jason Ford and <clears throat> um, and I think that was evident in the in the Limerick game. I think we, we spoke about Jamie Callan and that he needs to contribute more on the scoreboard. Um, how how do we involve him more? Is that a change of tactic? Um, he seems to be the only Jake Morris, I suppose, has has the ability to to um, to become a a scoring forward or a, a more regular scoring forward. That's what we need, isn't it? We need somebody else to step up and and, and hit over four or five points. Yeah, we definitely do. And Jamie, like. They seem hell-bent on just leaving him in full forward. Um, in the second half when it wasn't working against Limerick, like he had two men on top of him and there was a rake and high balls going in on top of him and the ball getting mopped up. And it looked like it looked like he was getting clean, but like there are hard balls to win when you're two-on-one and you don't catch clean possession straight away. And like He's not lacking for mobility. He's not lacking for effort. You need to move him about a bit more, I think. When, in years gone by... You've seen the versatility of the forward lines with Eamon O'Shea there and they're moving all around the field and if they're not working in one position, you're going to move them around. But Shamey seems to be getting stuck in there full forward for the whole game no matter what. I've seen that against Limerick as well. Bring him out the field. Put Jason in full forward. If you even put Jake Morris in full forward, just if he's not in the game, he's too big a player for us to be letting him fall out of the game not get touches on the ball. Um, it's it's I and for a lad that's still so fit, it's not like he's a Joe Canning where he can't move and they're just sticking him in the square and hitting the ball on top of him. He's well able to get about and put in the work rate as well. So I'd give him a few stints out in the half hour line if it's not working, get him on, get him in the game. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um one guy we we haven't mentioned and we're now looking at if our if our front eight are picked, we're looking at John McGrath, Noel McGrath, and Paddy Cadell to come in. And another one in that is another one of the Kildangan contingent, Willie Connors. And we didn't mention him, but he's certainly a favourite of of Sheedy's. Now, whether he trusts him enough to start is another day of the week, but he certainly uses him every day and has done for the last two years. Yeah, he, he has. Like, we haven't really mentioned Willie there as being contingent because now kind of Willie is our lad that comes in to mix it up. Brings a bit of life from the middle of the field, half forward line. Like, and she will use me, he will be on. Like, like, even the four subs mentioned there, them lads on their day come on, they could change any game, to be honest. Like, yeah, and Mark, Mark Keogh made a good impact as well when yeah. we came on against Crack him. Goal, like. Seriously, impre- I was impressed with him. Like, I, I hmm. like he had nothing to lose coming in and he, he hurled well, he scored a lovely goal. Um, but Willie Connors is kind of a victim of his own versatility. You could put him anywhere from the half back line up to the full forward line. Yeah. So he's just that perfect uh, sub to have. To come on in at any position. Um, look, the, the subs, we have decent options then if you're not starting Noel. Even if Noel starts, you have Niall O'Mara on the bench, Paddy Cadell. Good players to come in, but you need to make the subs at the right times. I think they learned their lesson from the last day, and I think Sheedy referenced it after the game. Just left it way too late. It seemed to me maybe they had a plan for when the subs were going to be made, and even when the game was going south, they just stuck to it. Um, so they need to be a bit more proactive with what they see in front of them in the match and just make the changes like that. Yeah. The, the, the back seven, Sean, um, the, I suppose they've been fairly fairly consistent with that with that seven over the, the league and the championship so far. Barry Hogan certainly hasn't done anything 
to, to merit being, being replaced. He was excellent in the first half against Limerick. The poke outs were spot on and probably had no options, I would say, in the second half more so than, than the poke outs going astray. But is there anyone in jeopardy in that in that back six now um, after after the second half to last day? Like, it's hard to single out one lad out of them. Like, I don't think there is, to be honest. Um, again, they're kind of even set in stone well before championship this back six to fair front league. We kind of knew this is it. Like, I don't think, like, you do to them, we drop Dan back. We kind of play back seven on anyway, or like, you know, to so, but I don't think it can make any change there in, in defence. Yeah, just a few positions, which is like I said, maybe put Brendan yeah. wing back. Yeah. Look, they, they, it's the same as the forwards in the Limerick game. The first half, they were coming out with every ball and they're setting up attacks or hurling right well. Um, but I, do you have any better backs than the six we have playing? Um, yeah, see, see, this is the this is the problem that, that I have. And I, I hear people saying, oh, Sheedy needs to play the young lads and he needs to do this. But I think he's given chances and guys have not put their hands up. I mean, we, we spoke yeah. about this before. Nobody has grabbed it. You're not going to, you're not going to be handed a jersey and tip. Like, you've you got to earn it. I mean, if you're going to take a jersey off the back of Noel McGrath, you have got to go out and earn it. Same with Paulie Mara, Rona Mara. Like, them guys are not going to hand over their jerseys. And I don't know have any of these 20s and 21s from, the, from 19, 18, 19. Have, they, have any of them put up their hand and been deserving of a start yet? I, I, I don't see it. Like, yeah, Jake, Jake's really the only one that stepped up. And in fairness to him this year, he's, he's been good in all the matches. Um, but it's just about, maybe it's the balance of, look, maybe they're not going that well in training and stuff. But give them, I know the year, year that's in it, it's dodgy. But giving them twist, give them twist and get them used to hurling in that environment. And maybe their performances will come. Because um, Jake, in fairness, he wasn't unreal the first few years. He, he's, last year as well, he was, he was hit and miss. But uh, Sheedy seems to like him. But um, look, in terms of backs, well, we own Connolly, Brian McGrath. Um, Brian McGrath is a lad that's maybe unlucky. He heard well enough when he got the chances in the league. And he looked decent as well when he came on against Limerick. I don't know, is it that we were just so bad in the third quarter and they came on and uh, they were made to look very good when they got into a few balls. But um, we've lads for the future there. But obviously, look, you can't be making five or six changes, bringing in young lads and getting rid of the experienced players. You just can't do that. Like, it's, yeah. it's not going to work. You can't drop any the back. And bring in Brian McGrath. That's the way I look at it. Like, no, Brian McGrath, no, any of them, pay, like he's no, no. I you still have to go with that. That's uh, back. I think. Yeah, like I would say from I would say we talk about young players, but I mean Barry Heffernan and Rona Maher, Shamey Kendi, and and Carl Bear, They're not old guys. I mean, they're yeah, yeah. they're only in their mid twenties. They're in in their prime. Like I mean, you're, you're just talking about Brendan and and Paddy, who are the wrong side yeah. of thirty. But I mean, yeah. Um, I, I don't think we mentioned it either. Body was I thought Body was absolutely excellent. He was probably the only player in the Limerick match who played the full seventy. I thought he was he done a great job on Seamus Flanagan after a dodgy enough start. Yeah. He, he was unbelievable. I thought he looked so lean. It's the fittest I've seen him in a good few years. Yeah. Um, um, we I suppose before the 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 championship we we had been talking about a fullback and that we needed to find a fullback and release Ronan to to the half line. I think one thing that stands out is we do not have a dominant centre-back. Um, like, I mean, we see Limerick, Hannon is Limerick centre-back. He's their, their, their linchpin. He, he, 
he sits there in the pocket and he, he directs ball all around the place. We don't have that. We, we're yeah. like, I mean, you're you're talking now about maybe moving Ronan back in there, and that would probably be his first game at centre back this year. We've had Shane McKendy playing two or three games. We've had Brendan now for the championship. Is that probably somewhere where we need to nail down a dominant centre back that's going to hold that position for years to come? Yeah, well, I, I was thinking there during the week. We remember when um, Paddy Cadell was underage and Cattle seemed to like him centre back. It seems like he'd be comfortable enough there maybe in years to come. Now, it's not going to happen this year, but he's just such a good distributor of the ball and he's he's able to come out of defence and take a tackle and lay it off. And maybe he's not the physical presence you get from a traditional centre back, but the way the game has gone now, that, that set, set six backs don't exist anymore. Yeah, and we can see from Declan Hannon, like he doesn't mark anyone any game. He's just there to distribute the ball, break up attacks, and set up attacks when the ball is turned over. Maybe he's a long term, long term solution, Paddy Cadell. Um, but Ronan, I think we just need need that that physical presence there at the middle because we we're getting caught open down the middle a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the, we need him there. Yeah, when you're talking about Cahill there, when when the thing went. Pear shaped in the Munster final of what 2018. Um, the change for the semi final was Robert Byrne into centre back, and he became a revelation that year at centre back. But we don't see him getting any run after the the, the red card against Westmead, Sean. Like, Cahill trusted him. I, I, I'm not sure we would have um, we would have won the All Ireland if Byrne wasn't in there. Uh, what do what what do you make of that? He he's been on the subs for the for the, the game so far. Yeah, he's, he has been on the bench. Like the Grizz lads that could have came in on the bench instead of him, like the pandemic could say, like you know. But the right character kind of I think was his kind of major downfall. He hasn't even had a sniff. Like even, I mean, I'm trying to think. No one of the lads are up front yet. I, I'm trying to think was even in some of the groups. Some of the groups kind of setting off. Like so, he's even in the thinking at all. But do sit there. Made a big difference time when I guess Cal on twenty ones on it, like but, geez, but before that, like he like he came in and he done well in fairness in that match, but is he still living off of that one match where he wasn't even starting leading up to it, but he just that everything went well for him that match. I like I'm not convinced by him to be honest. I, I don't think he's an okay hurler, he's not the most physical, he's not the most skillful, he's not a great man marker. Is Brian O'Mara back fit? Is Brian O'Mara back fit? I heard he's yeah, back. He's back. And, stuff. and he could be a real option as well there. So she seemed to be giving him a chance before he picked up that injury against Limerick. So he'd be a nice addition back. Um, look, Robert Byrne, look, he's, you need lads like him. He's, he's uh, willing and he goes training all the time and he's a good attitude around the place. And she knows what he's going to get with him, but... I don't think he's the sort of lad you need to be bringing off the bench when the match is in the melting pot. Yeah, and then uh, Owen Connolly, I suppose, who who is a guy that's been been touted, and he came on the last day. He's probably someone, probably maybe for the future or for next year, probably at this stage. But Connolly is a guy I, I've seen quite a, a good lot of him. I mean, I think he's excellent. Um, but again, we don't see training, so we're not sure whether he's. <clears throat> any better than Barry Heffernan or, or Kyle Barrett or even anyone in the half-back line but he's a good option to bring on but as Inda said it's making those subs at the right time is is, is where Sheedy needs to be on his game I suppose from, from tomorrow on 
it's just, it's just the timing of it where Sheedy's getting uh, getting slaughtered because like we've had COVID the last two years and the, the scope for experimentation was nearly nil. Um, every team has been the same. You've not seen too many teams where they're making wholesale changes. There's been a set set, set of experienced players um, going through it. And just, it just happens some other counties have younger players that were in that position already and we just have lads coming towards the end of their careers. Um, it's hard to give three, four, five young lads from the same team a twist when you have good hurlers already in place there. Yeah. I know a lot of tip supporters are frustrated with it, but you just you can't do it unless you have the games to give them. So like when that's when it's straight knockout like the old format, like Sheedy's not going to be taking chances on him, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, so that, that game is obviously on at half one tomorrow in, in Parky Keeve. And uh, the Premier View were saying one change possibly, if if any, um Nyla Mara to come in and uh, I suppose Hand on heart, uh, or head over heart. In the will we win it? I think we'll win it. Yeah, um, we need to get off to a good start. Off, we let Waterford get up ahead of steam. Uh, it could be dodgy, but it's a long time since Waterford have beaten us in championship, and there'll, there'll be that psychological scar in there from a lot of those players. Um, you need to start well and put the doubt in their mind and say, "Look, you're playing tape again. Oh, it's going the same direction as it usually does. We haven't beaten them senior since." Was it away since the biggest last one? I think if we hurl even 70% of what we've done in the first half against Limerick and do bring that for 60, 70 minutes, I think we'll beat them three or four points, maybe. Sean, is this an audition for Liam Cahill for the for the tip job? Will he see it as that? Will he have Waterford uh, riled for the game and, and maybe have his own ambitions in the back of his mind? Or... What do you yeah, think? I think, think Cal has, has done enough over last year to warrant to go a tip down the line. That's going to happen. But like, I think just this team, I think we're going to win, but I don't think it'll be as easy. I think it'll be a point or two if he, if we do. Like, um, I just kind of worry that if Walford get run on us, that it could be over. And then it's said there. So, key is to start well and just. See it out and make change at the right time or kill the game or you know, like do what he didn't do against Limerick. And but she like his lads going on, oh, is this the last dance for some of these lads and all these cliches and the fucking cliche drives mad to be honest. But like, I think these lads know themselves that they have a good chance here and get get back back on the pedestal and rolling the paper. Lads read the article and kind of said, Oh, one wants to shot Limerick or miles ahead, but sure, this lazy writing in the end. But obviously, you want to never go at. Limerick, which mean and I are fine. Waterford, I think, are the same as us. So there's no reason why either team want to stay going. So I think tip by two, maybe two or two or two points. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, no, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. I think we're I think we're good enough. I I, I think we we just need to see, I suppose, um, more out of Sheedy, especially in that third quarter. Uh, if someone is flagging, just being a bit more ruthless. And I think, as I said, and as Sheedy himself pointed out. He has learned from that game and, and won't be caught. I think we've seen that in the past when when something goes wrong for Tip Sheedy, he does learn from it. He mightn't he mightn't be the quickest on the day, but he certainly does learn from it in, in, in the games afterwards. So um I, I think he'll be conscious of the Liam the Liam Cahill talk and he will want to Sheedy's a competitor. We've all seen that. And I think he will want to have one up over over Liam Cahill going um in, in, in just in a in a private battle in his own head. I think that's the way the way Sheedy works, and I think Tip will be, 
I think they'll be hurting after the Limerick game. And there's been, as as only the tip public do, there's been a lot of a lot of negative speak, and I think that will have hurt the players, and they will be. I think they'll come firing, and I expect to see big games out of out of Brendan Maher um, tomorrow. I, I think I have a feeling we'll be looking at him and 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 Paddy as man of the match after the, after the game tomorrow because. Again, they're they're guys that'll be hurting after after the, the talk. And I, I do I think we'll I think we'll win it. I I think we're I think we're well set up to deal with with the game plan that Watford have. We know how sweepers work and, and we've we're probably the one team that has has a good experience in dealing with it. And um, we're able to open up the team with with it and we get the right guy the right guy as the free the free man. And I think as you said in Paddy and, and I, I've seen Ronan play that, that role before. I think either of them would be would would be spectacular in the role because they're just so intelligent when they get the ball and, and, and what they do with it. No, I think we'll I, I think we'll win it. And I, I I'll I'll be brazen and say if we win tomorrow we'll be in and not iron a final. That's that's my yeah. prediction. I don't I don't rate this Kilkenny team at all. And I think that has been proven with the results of Dublin and, and Galway. I don't think the Leinster Championship was up to much, and, and I don't. I don't normally agree with Don Logue, but I mean his assessment last week that Kilkenny are fifth out of the, the six teams. I think that's fairly on the money. Um, I don't see. I think the, the other game that's on tomorrow then is is Cork and, and Watford or Cork and Dublin, and I don't see any result other than a Cork win tomorrow. You know, I, I think Leinster yeah. Hurland is is as poor as it has been in quite a while. Yeah, it's fairly uneven, isn't it? Uh, split between the provinces. Um, look, Dublin have a few lads coming back. Maybe Ronan Hayes, uh, Keane O'Callaghan, um, Owen O'Donnell. He's probably not going to play after only last two minutes in the Leinster finals. Hard to recover that quickly after was it a hamstring uh, issue? But um, just don't know. It's the same old story with Dublin. They just don't have enough scoring forwards, marquee forwards like their Danny Sutcliffe and. You know, Chris Crummy is converted up there, and there is a lot of reliance on them. Cork just have way more firepower, and to be fair, against Clare, the few positions maybe that have dogged them maybe might be sorted. Rob Downey, their fullback, actually had a right good game mm-hmm. on Aaron Shanner. Now I know Shanner is only he's only a bit of a, a bull in the china shop up there, but uh, hurled right well. If their backs are anyway breaking even, they're going to outscore Dublin fairly easily. Yeah. John, would you, would you? Yeah, I wouldn't give Dublin a squeak as Corks. Cork are in the semi-final. There's only two ways about it. This has probably been now on a, the door Dublin dress room on a WhatsApp going around what you're saying there as well, Mike. So be careful. That stuff works. If we, yeah, uh, uh, I'd be delighted if we can get on the, the dressing room door of, of, of Dublin. <laughs> I've, been, I've been on it before, I think, from Premier League, to be honest. I've heard, I've heard I, I, I got awful excited there early in the week, Sean, when you put in the message about uh, Jez, if we beat Waterford, and we'll be in All Ireland. Do you remember the last time you done that when we drew Leash and Wexford were waiting in the semi? <laughs> <laughs> Worked out lovely, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, um, yeah, no, I, I do. I, th- I think we'll. I, 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 I'm going to call it if we win. I, I think we will win tomorrow and we will be in the All Ireland final. Um, but that All Ireland final. We'll be, Limerick, then, we'll, we'll be against Limerick. So. We're all going holidays again for a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, moving on from, from the senior, um, just we, we, won't, we won't dwell too much on it because I think there's been enough nails in their coffin. But um, 
20s and minors, minors this week, 20s last week. 20s had a spectacular collapse third quarter again um, against Cork two days after the Munster final. Um, a team that had won Munster as, as minors and didn't seem to fire at all as, as 20s under John DeVan. No, um, I don't think they did now. Um, two years, two years, John Devan, what did we gain out of it? I think last year, even we were kind of skeptical about the game plan. It was kind of one dimensional, lumping the ball in. It's not the modern hurling we're seeing, even from underage teams now. And it was fairly similar against Cork as well. The last set, great first half, in fairness, but I was looking at the monster final there the other night. There, the Cork team are very good. There's some, some savage hurlers there, but I think we kind of played into their hands after the Waterford match. I was very, very skeptical about the full back line. They kind of got taken to the cleaners there, and I, when the team was named, I was like, "Oh, surely this is just a." just a bogey team and he's going to spring someone to go in there or switch it up some way but in the end it's what cost us um, a few dodgy goals in there along the full back line um, is really what done us in there's still look there's good hurlers on that team um, there's no doubt about that it's not all about results it's about development but um, still it's frustrating like when you've got lads there with that ability and you could be winning things it's better to be winning things than not like you know yeah. um but the minors just just beaten by a better team and looked to be a bigger set of lads. I think there was a lot made about the age, age profile of a lot of the team, probably another year of minor. And when you're that age, uh, it really sticks out. A year can make such a difference physically for lads. And that seemed to be the case with the Waterford lads. They just seemed to be a bit bigger, a bit sharper, a bit stronger. Um, but there's, again, great, some really good hurlers on that team. To come true, just need to develop them. And I know Woodlock probably didn't get the full the full twist out of him. He had to select the panel fairly quick when he was coming in. So look, it's not all about results, especially at that age, you wouldn't be getting too hung up on the results. But um, still it was a it was a bad week, couple of weeks. Yeah, it sure was. Sean, just going back to the 20 minute I know in a lot of these things managers are damned if they do, damned if they don't. You had the would say the Brown Ryan transfer, which dragged on and, and was only resolved kind of in the lead up to the 20 game and the first 20 game against Waterford. And John Devane elected to leave Aaron on the bench and Devon on the bench. And Devon came on and won and turned that game. Waterford proved what a, what a, a brilliant hurler and what brilliant potential he has. Um, and then we went to to the Cork game. He started Devon and then made what I would consider a bizarre. Uh, change in that he named in the Dunphy in the goals and then before well I, I, I'm hoping that the players knew knew what the team was but before throw-in then it's announced that Aaron is the start of the goal now Aaron obviously has two years under his belt is well is well um, good enough to be there would you think it was a bad move or as I said damned if you do damned if you don't um, I think the Devon Ryan move was fair. Like he did come on and make a difference. That's like that was kind of the word around Devon Ryan is good enough. He's starting. But changing our goal, like the we debate here about Brian Hogan going on for last year, like you know, Barry Hogan's in his day, but like that didn't just happen before a game, you know, it was coming up like like and if but if Brown went in then and saved two or three shots, he wasn't exactly he didn't set the world on fire, to be honest, it was you know, he was Grand, like if he, if he even could say what 
Dove was sitting there going, what the fuck? Like, you know, I hope he wasn't told an hour or two before the game. I hope he's told the Thursday night or the night, night before training, so not Thursday, like, you know, so. Uh, it's like, savage it's, harsh. You know, it's, savage harsh. He must be sitting there looking at it. Dove was sitting there looking at it going, kind of, hard to say, but like, he must have been there kind of smirking away going, Jesus Christ, like, no one are getting better. Like, no, it is. It's hard on him, to be honest. Yeah. Ender, would you agree? You, you're saying it's harsh. We'll say it's it's very easy, I suppose, for us looking looking in or, or being on the outside. But when you're in there, like, and you have an Aaron Brown, I suppose, chomping at the bit, wanted to do a bit of hurling, and and has been your keeper for two years. To uh, was it an All Ireland medal in his, in his back pocket? Yeah, you, do? Well, you have Don Filer who's training all year and he's first choice, and you're looking over the sideline and the lad's not able to train, and Aaron Brown's there, and you're like. He's your competition and he's not able to train. And then a week after he's allowed to train, he's he's been shoehorned in. It's, it's, and it's not like he played poorly against Waterford. Like he was he was grand, like done okay. I think it's just savage harsh. I don't think look it backfired. And obviously Devan was hoping it wouldn't, but um if if I was in that position now and there was a lad he wasn't training properly with the group all year and Especially when he didn't do anything wrong, like whatever about Devin Ryan, he came on and he turned the match. The lads weren't hurling well. He deserved his twist, of, like to, to change your goalkeeper after your first choice not doing uh, putting a foot wrong. How much of a difference? How much of a difference is it going to make? Well, I think the goalkeeper has become a very important position, and, and um, I suppose it. Look, is it only wrong because it didn't work out? I mean. It's equally as harsh on the forwards with Devin coming on, I suppose, and, and, and then getting the start. So, I mean, it's, it's just that that worked out. I mean, is that why we're talking about... If Aaron Brown had been man of the match, this isn't even a conversation, is it? The other side of the coin is he hasn't been hurling. You know, he's been doing drills, maybe one-on-one drills. and but It's not the same as a game situation. Like, when's the last time he hurled a match before that game? An actual proper match club or county, like, yeah, very long time. He was coming in cold, like, yeah. I, I know we, we played cash in, in the Crosco, and um, Aaron was was togged out, and he didn't even get a the game was in Tenolte actually. And 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 I, I presume John Devan was at it, but he didn't even get a run. And I, I had heard he had asked for, for Aaron to get to get game time, and I don't think Cashel did him any favors now by, by not playing him in that game and say. As regards his playing, Joe, you know, just getting his eye in and, 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 and whatnot. Yeah. No, it was a strange decision, I thought. Yeah. Um, especially for that position, like you need, it's it's more about the feel of the ball and getting the game situation in rather than running around like a blue arse fly and maybe making half an impact like you need to be, need to be on the ball with puck outs, first touch. It feel you feel for him in, in that situation as well, but um, look, it, it it backfired, so you're going to have to take the criticism for it as much as you would have taken the the plaudits if it did work. Yeah, in in the long run, I suppose, Sean is we would never have spoke about Dunphy as being a potential senior keeper. It would have always been Aaron Brown, I suppose, being the next the next in line to to come in. Do you think that maybe has changed now, or is Aaron Brown still the long term probably option? For the goals, we're going to see uh, round again. You say them lads need games. He needs they need games, but don't feel like we need goals coming up. I like I love having three or four, I try three or four. Like over the years, we've always had one or 
we won lad and, oh he's there no one is going to take his spot like having this competition for goals is key like this year like Barry Workford got in played well puckers were better from him you know so he done what he to do but like if you've done Fee Brown Quigley's still around there like if four or five lads going for it no problem with it whatsoever like yeah anyway they were they were they were well beaten and I think there was a question into to um a lot more man Noel Cahill uh, sent us a question there on, on Twitter asking about about maybe our our strength and conditioning um as a oh. as a county and and our our game plans do you think there's any merit in that are we are we behind the curve on on strength and conditioning and and maybe the modern game plan are we are we stuck to old Tipperary values I don't think the SNC is a problem. Um, the work has definitely been put in. I would agree with the game plan side of things. I think Shane Brophy referenced it there in the paper that we're kind of the, the only team left playing that traditional style of, you know, even putting 50-50 balls into forwards from distance and not going through the lines. And look, we're doing it a bit more than we used to. There's no question about that. But um, even underage, there doesn't seem to be any pattern you could say that we're sticking to. It's kind of off-the-cuff stuff, especially with the under-20s. Paddy Creeden inside, I think they were just hell-bent and just landing the ball in and hoping something came off of him. Um, and it seemed to be the case with the minors as well. Watford looked a fair better coach team on the day. Um, it's something that needs to be addressed, but the SNC thing is just a convenient enough excuse. You're beaten by better teams, you're beaten by better teams. Like, do you know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's always an excuse like. but, but the, the guys the, the teams were being beaten by certainly look to be bigger now maybe they're just bigger and better hurlers and our better hurlers are smaller guys but what about this are the likes of Limerick Cork now and Waterford are they targeting guys at 14 who mightn't be the best hurlers but are athletic and big and strong and kind of building them into hurlers as opposed to keeping the good guys on? Are they targeting big lads to bring them through in, in, in five or six years' time and putting them on the programmes? Um, yeah, but they can hurl. This is the problem. They have big lads that can hurl. Like, we've... Like we did say today, the minors, like, we had this conversation weeks ago that doing our 17 grade, they're boys, like, they're not men. Like, they are, like you know, like, I see a lot of lads around club level when they go 16 minor. The difference between 16 and 18 in lads' size and loan is massive. See the club level, like it's phenomenal. Like, like these 17s extra could be huge. Like, you don't know. Like, it just, but then they weren't that much smaller, but they look smaller. I think tippers over here always never looked that big in minor, really. Like, like, even go back to the great minor teams they had, they were like, like, was no more grand. These are massive, they weren't like, no, they were just good hurlers and got through it, like, you know, but. <clears throat> Friend, conditions only a couple. I think, to be honest, we're not like yeah. I see someone working on above, like with some teams when they're in a the gym, they stand to the gym and that, and they're doing course inside. They're not. They're doing the work mm. is perfect for doing. It's not. It's the hurling. It's the structure. It's the game plan. It's our making changes. There's a lot of things like other than S and C. To be honest. What well, what's uh, what's the alternative if you don't have a panel of big players? Like they throw in the towel. Oh, this other crowd bigger than us. They're going to beat us automatically. No, you still, have to, you, yeah. still have, you still have to get the ball and put it over the bar. Like, you know yeah, I mean? no, no, I, that's not what I'm, I'm saying at all. I'm, I'm saying, like, with say Limerick, like, I don't know, was Kyle Hayes the best guy at 14? But he was certainly, he he was going to, you could see at that, side, that time, he was going to be six foot four, six foot five. And Limerick 
I would say targeted him, put him on a on a program, and mm. he's now the monster that he is because he was targeted at that age. Whereas in tip, because he wasn't the best hurler, we mightn't have had him on the teams, is what I'm saying. You know, is 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 there merit in that? I the genuinely don't think there is look like in the last is this a new problem? This is just the last year. Are we looking at the minors from the last day? Is that where we're getting it? Because there was big lads on the under twenty on the under twenty team. Petty, yeah, well, I, I think Petty, you know, all these boys. If you look at the three the three teams, we we certainly weren't. I, I'm only playing devil's advocate here now as well, lads. Um, but we certainly weren't physically as strong as the three teams that beat us in 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 senior uh, twenty no. and, and minor. Yeah. No, it's, it's a systemic problem now, isn't right either. Yeah. Like go back a couple of years, we're winning under twenties, under twenty ones. No one's worried about the size of the players. They weren't particularly big teams either. Uh, we won all Ireland two years ago. The players we have in the senior team basically the same. Not big. Like the t- t- twenty one team about Limerick or Cork today, blowing Limerick. That Cork team was huge. I remember. Like yeah, the half back team, they were ten foot. Like we just played around them, played hurling. Yeah. Like, but it comes back to a game plan. Game plan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. game plan. That's the plan. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so game plan is something that can be easily rectified with, with the yeah. right guys. But they're, they're definitely all doing S and C. Like, there's no doubt about that. We know that they're definitely doing S and C programs. Yeah, it's maybe that extra mile. Maybe the other counties are putting in that extra effort outside of the group sessions or something like that. Maybe, but like, it's it's not as simple as the S and C. Sort that out, and then we we'll start winning Munster and all our friends at every grade. It's yeah. not like. So, so with the SNC, we're taking the SNC issue off the table. Is it getting the right guys in place? Um, is is that is that possibly where we're falling down? I I, I would say so. No, I have some sympathy for James Woodlock. In fairness, uh, yeah. didn't have much time to prepare, but John Devan had two years there. And was there any difference between the way they were last year and this year? And we finished the year last year fairly poorly. Yeah. And there was talk after that that we needed to be. <laughs> needed to have a plan B like if something wasn't working but like at last day they couldn't really say they tried to switch it up in any way when the match was going away from them uh, but it, I suppose uh, standing in Devan's corner here Devan Devan was a good appointment in my opinion I mean he, he has a he's won a, a I think Dan Breen with, with Sonolte I mean Ken Dunn is a, a terrific coach I mean what went wrong for them like they're, they're two very experienced guys with with winning Dan Breen medals of their own and, and doing serious coaching at, at a very high level. Yeah, it's hard to know where went wrong because you know, Ken, like you hear a lot of words about Ken, he's a serious coach and we see it in tombs well, he's, he is an excellent coach, which is why I, I can't understand the one-dimensional play that we had for that team for the last two years. Like there, there really wasn't anything different to it. It was... Yeah, um, yeah. Just just on that team, I suppose, Sean. They 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 had won minor in eighteen, but I think or nineteen, um, eighteen, eighteen, at seven, yeah, at seventeen. Yeah. But I think they were lucky actually to win that to win that monster final, and results went their way. That mean, meant they got into a final and they beat Limerick on the day. But the draws, yeah, I, I would yeah. say possibly as a team, they probably weren't. They probably weren't the greatest bunch of hurlers that we've had at, at that level. So. That they were beaten at, at under twenty is probably not not that huge an issue either, you know. Yeah, I, I would just say saying things that like you know, like I kind of went into going, we might get something out of this twenty year, but again, again, 
the way the year went, there's only a couple of trials. That, like the van was kind of thrown in here, pick 15 there, or pick your 26. Like you know, it was like in a in an ideal world, we 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 could have another extra few points on the board if preps were better. But everyone then they're going Oscar Cork at the same prep, Limerick at the same prep. Like you know, it is not backfire. But had we the right team on the field, best 15 or the best panel of 26, I don't know, and it's hard to know. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd have simply agree. Yeah, that makes sense as well. Like, to, to fairness, preparation time, especially underage teams. Yeah. Um, you know, there's different lads coming through every year. Like, it's not like a senior panel where you, you've seen a lot of these lads over the years. I'd have simply for him in that regard. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it's been, as we said, it's been a bad couple of weeks. To, Footballers, the twenty footballers are probably the success story. I would say, and of of the year so far. I mean, uh, yeah, they were beaten soundly in the Munster final, but they to get there, and and because we've been, I suppose, maybe a little bit critical of of the underage setup in in tip, but they certainly seem to play very well in the two games they won, and and in fairness, defensively played very well in the Munster final. <coughs> yeah, they did. They never gave a real good account of themselves. Um... Scored some great goals there, didn't they? But Corker machine, underage, hurling our football, and they're an excellent team. There's some look for tip in football development is the most important thing. Results are secondary. You need to have lads coming through, especially with the seniors going so poorly this year. You need the injection of good young players. And there's a few players there now. Sean O'Connor really was impressive. I thought he's a great finisher. Kevin Grogan, GC was striking some great frees in his big unit there. Uh, I like that Perry Keola that came on. I was surprised he didn't start. Um, there's, but they, in terms of, we were talking about the SSC, but they look like fairly big chaps, yeah. fairly well conditioned. And there's a few good footballers on that team. And geez, they acquitted themselves very well because that car team are more than likely going to end up winning All Ireland. Yeah, you, you would have to applaud. Um... David Power and Paddy Christie for their handling of Sean O'Connor, wouldn't you? I mean, he like, yeah. I, I think I'm not saying they threw in the towel against Kerry, but I mean, he he would have gained a whole pile more out of playing with the twenties yeah. and being allowed there with the twenties than being gone after playing with the, with the seniors. Yeah, and they're going to develop the lads around him as well when he's playing as well when they're being yeah. competitive against these teams as well. Yeah, uh, in fairness, they they done well there, and you know that kind of joint thinking is. You probably don't see it as often as you used to in clubs and county teams, but like there's a benefit to it. Like there definitely is. Yeah, uh, you you mentioned Cork there. Um, there was a saying back in the nineties: uh, Cork were like mushrooms. They they could be gone today, but they'll all be back up again tomorrow morning. Cork are coming, aren't they? They're like mushrooms. They're they're they mightn't be good enough to win in All Ireland this year, but it's certainly heading in that direction, isn't it? Jeez, they're blowing teams out, Andre. Like like blowing like what they're scored. In, in six minutes hurling is sick like what, even watch them like, you can actually enjoy watching them it's hurling it's classy but then they the power they're big they're not like all oh, these fucking risky hurlers are soft like they're not they're... yeah they can do it any each way like I was looking at their under 20s there and they were they were winning ball and scoring points and goals yeah. long balls in lads off the shoulder serious scores that young lad of the Catalans the younger Catalan brother again Jack lads he's going to be some player yeah. Um, but they, they just have a convertible to lads coming now look we can see from Galway it's not as easy as that like you still have to convert them into senior hurlers um, but they definitely have the raw materials anyway. yeah. scary it's scary yeah there's a there's a guy playing centre back on their minor team uh, keep an eye out for him he's my tip for the future he's Kieran Joyce he's an absolute yeah. terrific terrific hurler at, at number six and 
Uh, I would have a lot more confidence in Cork now bringing through the guys than, than Galway. <laughs> Galway. Galway just see, don't seem to be able to do it at all. But I, I, with, with the amount of talent Cork have coming through, I'd be very wary about them being the next Kilkenny that will dominate Ireland in, in, um, yeah. in Ireland. You know? and, they, and they will, like, like they've been away for so long, they put structure in place and stuff. Like, when they come good, they won't throw it aside and win while on earth say, oh, we've completed this. They'll stay going, like, you know. Uh, we, we, we had a good run, lads. We had them down long enough, I suppose. They're, yeah. they're never going to stay down forever. So, swings and roundabouts, like. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so just moving on to the to the women, um, the ladies footballers in the have have had a tough. I mean, they've had a lot of injuries. Uh, Ashing Maloney, Ashing McCarthy haven't been available to them, um, and then Emma Morrissey she broke her ankle as well. I think in that same game that, that Ashing Maloney did her knee. So I mean, their three marquee players and Tip have struggled without them. It's been a baptism of fire for, for Declan Kerr and they're in relegation and it will be probably be a success if they can avoid relegation at this stage, isn't it? Yeah, definitely will. Like, I was looking at the match against me at the second half, I seen they kind of got ahead of steam up after a very slow start. And they were getting the balls into positions, but they just don't have anyone to put the ball over the bar. It was Miss, Miss Maloney and McCarthy coming in there. Orlo Dwyer played well enough, but like she was doing it on her own there. Um, just in football in this county, if we're missing our key players, we've seen that in the league with the men's team as well. Just can't be from it out. Like they're just too important to us. It's going to be it's going to be tough. I'm not sure who's in the relegation with them now, but any of the teams, it's very difficult to get up to senior football and the ladies and any of the teams are going to be very hard bet. And the confidence yeah. is so low as well. Yeah, I, I don't I, I, what I disagree with you there on is that it's not just in football in Hurland. I mean, if we're if we're without main main guys in Hurland, I think it's it's true of any team that if you're without if Kilkenny are without TJ Reid, they're they're not the same team. You know, if you're losing Ashton Maloney is probably pound for pound one of the best, if not the best, footballer, male or female in the in the in the country. I mean, she's she's terrific. Any team would be would be a huge loss without her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a struggle for them now and you feel bad for Declan Carries after coming in there and the physio tables are, are wedged of players when he was coming in. But uh, if, they, if they can just uh, head it off and just manage to stay in senior, start fresh next year, that's the goal. Like. Yeah, yeah, because there, there is a very decent panel of players there and I mean, they've proved that and they, they were, I mean, last year they were they were very competitive at, at senior level, so it would be it would be a pity to see them drop down again. You know, yeah. and they've been competitive underage as well. Ladies Gaelic football, like they're 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 competing well with Kerry and Cork and all these teams. So, you know, it's 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 one it's one level and one, it's one sport that's on the up in the county. There's no doubt. But they need it's very hard to get back up to that senior grade if you get relegated. So, they really need to stay there. Yeah. Um, the other women's team is the Camogie, and they are probably the shining light of Tipperary G at the moment. There are two wins from two going into a very um, uh, important game against Wexford. Uh, Wexford also won two games or in two wins, uh, winner tops the table. Uh, Camogie are flying it, aren't they, at the moment? Absolutely, yeah. Um, two wins from two, and it's really notable that they've really separated themselves from that lower pack. Mm-hmm. And we're really nestled in there nicely with the Corks and Galways and Kilkenny's. Like a few years ago, you'd had Offaly and 
Limerick coming in the championship and you maybe scrape over three, four, five points. Um, but they're absolutely blowing them away now. And Wexford the next day, look, they should be winning that game. Wexford scraped past Limerick by a couple of points and they got a couple of goals to beat beat Offaly. Um, you know, they were in turmoil the last couple of years, so they're coming back to some sort of form with the players that they have. But the, the big thing for Tip is getting to an All-Ireland final. That has to be the goal. They've got good players in fairness, but it's just getting that psychological thing and getting over the line against one of those teams. Look, Wexford at the weekend will pull up a challenge for a while, but Tip should be beating them with a good bit to spare. And that takes us straight into a semi-final then. Uh, because one of the groups has Kilkenny and Galway in it, I think. And you don't want to be meeting either of them in a, in a quarterfinal, so straight in, direct route. And we have one match then to, to bridge that bridge that gap. We haven't been in All-Ireland in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're there thereabouts with the with the, the Kilkenny's and the Galway's. Just, yeah. We probably just need a little bit of confidence, maybe, and a little bit of luck to, to get over one of those teams. And, and yeah. this team could really drive on. I think Cork are the real bogey team. I think they'll beat, they can beat Kenny or Galway, I think. Yeah. And they have, well, they beat Galway in the league last yeah. year. They should have beat Kenny in the league this year. Um, but Cork just seemed to have the number on us, much of a similar issue with the senior men. Yeah. Um, we have a lack of pace there, and Cork have it in bundles. Like, so they tend to hit us for a few goals and knock the confidence. Yeah. Um, but look, they're going in the right direction still slowly, but they're going in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that game's this weekend, is it against Wexford? In this? On Sunday, yeah, too, and simple, yeah. Yeah, very good. So just on the, on the club front, um, quickly before we, we finish up, county leagues are finishing are, are finishing up and the Sars are controversial again. Uh, pay total disrespect for the leagues. Yes, um, total disrespect. Sent their A team away down to Ballygunner for a challenge and they're put out their B team against all rivals, Boris Lee. Sean Smith, you're on the clock. Defend yourself. And firstly, firstly, it wouldn't have even been in a league final if Nina gave the walkover. <laughs> you know, wasn't was on the plan, as the saying goes. Um, but they played the same team. That's where they kind of went during the league. We played our one team in the league and our second team played a challenge game at the same time on the same day. So, like, that's the way it was going. So, we've a panel of 35 heart lads. It's, it was what we did to get them games and... Like, if Laz got the league final, you weren't going to not play him. So he said, play him again, and sure. So all I'm hearing is that not only did you put out your second team in the league, you didn't even send your first team to watch the second team in the league and play the challenge at the same time. I'd say, I'd say they knew that they were going to get bet to Boris, and they were like, look, don't want to knock the Laz's confidence, we'll send out the second team here. <laughs> Jerry Kelly fist pumping all over the place. Um, <laughs> there'll be calls for Jerry back on the county team again. <laughs> Be all Sarah's fault. Ah, hey, folks, couldn't care less to be honest. Yeah, Brian so, hasn't talking about us. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, all joking aside, I think it, it just shows the strength and depth of, of the Sarah's that they're able to put out, um, put out a, well, what we would consider our second team, but they're certainly a senior team of their own, of their own right, and 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 compete in the league. And look, the league was there to, to give games to players, and it, and it was, um, it, it's certainly did that. I know we were, I was I was critical of it at the, at the start, but in the year that was in it, it was good a good to get a, a schedule of games for for all players, and um, I think I think they they got merit out of it. And so the championship draws are have been are being made. The draws for the county championship are on tip of them Friday night um, for the for the first rounds. Uh, but the North, I see they made a draw um, in there, but 
I think it's a lot depends on how Tip go to tomorrow. Whether those games will be linked to the to the county championship. It's I'm not I'm not in favour. I think a decision should have been made one way or the other, and it was either linked or it wasn't. And in the year that was in it, I was under the impression that it won't be linked. Yeah. And I think it's I don't know. I I don't like this. If is is a split season now in correct? Because technically speaking, Tip losers mid game on Wednesday night. Like, are players told are playing in August? I'm trying to think back. Or was there a thing that Tip were gone that might be in August? Was that? Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, 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 that was. But look, it's very short notice, and it's uh, it's kind of negative towards the seniors, like uh, up on Twitter. If Tip are beat yeah. yeah, this yeah, game yeah. will be on midweek next week. It's terrible preparation time. And it's it probably devalues the competition more than not playing it, uh, yeah. doing it this way. And um, look, the clubs wanted clubs wanted, especially in the north, so to have to try and accommodate it some way as well, I suppose. Yeah, no, but I mean, I, like, look, I, I'm I'm all for the divisions and and having that link there. It's it's the ifs, buts, and maybes that drives me mad, you know. And it's like if if Tip win, yeah, the the, the West Championship is linked to the county. If they don't win, well, it's a standalone competition, you know. I, I just, I'm just, I know it's probably the best of a bad lot, but I'm just not in favour of ifs, buts, and maybe's. I, don't, I think it, it's no good for players. We, we want to give players a schedule of games and, and, and that they know from, from a long way out when they're going to be playing. If you, if you were dependent on results of, of, um, of inter-county teams, I think we're trying to get away from that, aren't we? I mean, as, as a, as club fixtures, we're trying to get away from that. Just for the year that's in it, look, we're trying, we're getting back to some sort of normality, and they kind of have a, a plan in place next year going forward. So hopefully that won't be an issue going forward. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, I think we've we've pretty much covered in everything. Unless any of you have something you want to get off your chest. Not in the fantasy hurling there, Mike. Uh, I made my changes last night. Um, I'm coming for you. Not too far behind, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we are not really making up that much ground, you know. I mean, oh, my 20, 30 points behind. Yeah, but sure, you've always been 20 or 30. It only takes one player to swing that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I mean, what I'm what, 200 behind, am I? Yeah, you're you're not, you even forgot to make your transfers. Last no, year. but like, I thought, I, think, I, think every week. Lead, I was like, surely transfers every week, and then I realized, what, oh, you can't. And then I was like, oh, fuck this. You're you probably treating this league like the Tordesar's eighteen treat the county league. You know, it's just <laughs> not a priority for you. So. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm slipping back. I have to say, I'm slipping back. I made a mistake. I um, I went with Wexford. I pinned my colours on the Wexford mast, and it came back to bite me. Um, yeah. yeah. If I ever meet Davy Fitz, it's we're gonna have. Conversations. I'm <laughs> I'm stuck. I have to change three Wexford men and a Wexford manager. So I have only five transfers, and four of them are whipping out Wexford men. I, yeah, I had to I had to leave Liam Cattle in. I had enough transfers to get rid of him. So hopefully he gains me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're uh, I'm thinking I'm still in in third or second. Yeah, third. Um, Shane Hassett from from Drum is it's gone up into second place in, in the Premier Beer League. He's a, he's a far removed cousin of mine, so family right. pedigree there. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't be like Tumi Vera lads to claim lads from other parishes anyway. So. But, solo uh, head, solo head. The, the, uh, 
Connor Martin actually had a fine game for, for the Miners on, on Wednesday night. Uh, good cat white man that he is. Um, the uh, hurler in the ditch is still top of the table. Um, the pressure is coming on. If he wants yeah. that jersey, he's going to have to reveal himself. He's going to start having to start throwing throwing the matches now if he if he doesn't want to get out of it. Uh, yeah, so it, will yeah. sa- it will save us a few pound if do, if he do, if he wins. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So look, that's all we have time for this week, uh, folks. Um, thanks for listening. Hopefully, when we are back to you next week, and we will be back to you next week, Tipperary will be in an All Ireland semi final in both Camogie and. Seen or hurling, and uh, there'll be a lot of smiles on our faces as we look forward to to a date in Crow Park with Kilkenny. Um, until next time, Sean and Enda, thanks very much, and Tipper Dornabu. Look, Mike. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.